Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to Believe in Celtics. I'm your host, Warren Shaw, and alongside me is the great Gary Washburn. Uh, we are your host and resource for everything Celtics this season and all seasons. Gary, West Coast tripping. How are you, my guy? How's everything going? Everything's good. Everything's good. Uh, obviously, already an eventful West Coast trip. Already a lot going on. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what happens over the next two games, the Lakers, the Clippers and the Lakers. Um, but, yeah, definitely uh, – been some fireworks so far in the first two games in Golden State and Sacramento, but always good to be out west where I'm from. It's a little overcast here in L.A., but uh, there's nothing like Christmas in L.A. Uh, and people yeah. laugh at me when I say that, but <laughs> you ride your bike in the streets. It's 70-something degrees. You know, that's what we grew up on. So, yeah, it's always good to be home. Oh, man, I, I feel you on that, and I'm, I'm happy for that for you, right? Uh, and you definitely deserve that those good tidings and not necessarily having to be in the, the Boston throws and Boston cold um, during the Christmas time, during the holiday season. But, you know, I, was, I live in South Florida, so it's always kind of cool here. But, you know, whatever. I'm glad to get, you're getting some sunshine. Yeah, I feel I feel for you, Warren, the South Florida. Yeah, <laughs> what is it? You know, 78 maybe on, on Christmas instead of 86. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm wearing a hoodie because it dropped down to 68 today. So, oh yeah. man, <laughs> what are we gonna do? Yeah, the heartache. Uh, so we'll we'll jump right in as always. But first, uh, make sure you give us our give us you know some love on on your favorite podcast platform. Give us a five star rating on your Apple, Spotify's, whatever it is you're listening to. If you rock with this on Believe's YouTube page, make sure you give us some comments and let us know how you're enjoying the show. Make sure you follow Gary at uh, G Washburn Globe on X. Follow me at Shaw Sports NBA. Make sure you follow Believe at Believe Network or at Believe Sports. So uh, we'll recap since the last time we spoke, right? So we were, were a little concerned. Uh, four games against two teams. <laughs> um, uh, back-to-back home and homes for our homes. I guess we're not even home and homes, just home games You know, mm-hmm. for the Celtics. Two games versus the Cavs, two games versus uh, the Orlando Magic, uh, the, the suddenly rivalry uh, Orlando Magic. Boston takes care of business in all four games. Um, even I think one really, really impressive win with multiple guys out of the lineup. Um, and one of those games against Orlando, ironically, as well, too. You know, without going into much of that rehash, if you will, um, before that set pace for where they are now here on the West Coast, just your quick thoughts on how Boston acquitted themselves in those four games in totality. Yeah, Warren, I just thought impressive. I mean, I think when you look at the schedule before the season and you're looking at road trips and oh, when the Lakers come in. You know, when do they go out west? When do they play the Heat? You know, you look at the, the matchups. And so when you looked at this matchup, these consecutive, like, two against Cleveland, two against, you're like, wow, that's a tough home stretch. Two teams that play the Celtics well, that have had success against the Celtics over the last couple of years, especially Orlando, which uh, had spanked them last month, uh, day after Thanksgiving in Orlando, and beat them the last three times they met, so four in a row. Uh you know, winning streak Magic had over the Celtics. So you look and you're like, wow, that's that could be a stretch that impacts the season. Whether you go, you know, it, it, it could be a stretch. You go one and three, you know, quite in all honesty, split the two and then lose lose two to, to, to Orlando or maybe lose two to Cleveland when Donovan Mitchell goes nuts. And, you know, suddenly you're, you know, 
your great start is turned into a pretty good start. Mm -hmm. So I was impressed with the way they just took care of business. Like, you know, they, they defended well. You know, Mitchell had his moments in the Cleveland games. You know, guy a guy on the list, I was discussing with another reporter, like who's on that list of guys that killed the Celtics and Karis LeVert is on that list. Yep. And he had his moments too, but didn't go remember the last game. Uh, both of them went for 40 in the same – 40 plus in the same game. And I've watched LeVert go for 52 at, at the TD Garden when he would play with the Nets. So uh, they limited them. They didn't go crazy. They made plays. They pulled a, uh, pulled away in the fourth quarter um, in the second game when it looked when Cleveland was kind of making a run, but they led the whole way. And then against Orlando, Warren, I just they, they handled business. They got behind early in one of the games, but just came back. They defended well. They pulled away, and they made Orlando look like the team that they are. Kind of inconsistent, not quite ready for that next step yet. A good contending team, a team that well, you don't want to play in the first round, but a team that's still not quite there. You know, remember now they're 16. Remember Orlando, I think, had risen up to number two in the East for a hot minute. Now they're they're back to 16 and 10. They got hammered at home by uh, your hometown Miami Heat um, the other night, and so you know they're going. The Celtics made them look like a team that still got some stuff to, to work out. And that's what you're supposed to do when you're a championship caliber team and you're playing against teams that are trying to get you but not quite there. I thought the Celtics handled that whole stretch very well. Like you said, winning this first game against Orlando without Porzingis, without uh, Luke Cornett, and without Al Horford So because it was a back-to-back. -back. So you had Lamar Stevens starting at center. Um and I don't know if you've seen Stevens in person. Or like he's not a dude you want to meet in the dark alley. Like he <laughs> looks small. Don't let the TV fool you. He looks like he's six three on TV. That dude's like six six and like yoked. Like that dude's not to be messed with. So uh, I, I, I looked and I thought they were very comfortable with him playing the five because he, yeah. he he he'll push you out the paint, right? So I thought um, them going to their bench using guys that don't usually play. Nemius Kita, who has become one of my favorite guys, just the dude works hard. He's got a cool name. He's the only dude ever, I want to say, to ever make the NBA from Portugal, right? I mean, so he's a national hero at home, like just a great story. And he's given him productive minutes, Warren. So I thought that whole four-game stretch, overall impressive. And they did, and they didn't need to get Tatum to go for 55, you know. Derek White, Jalen Brown, both playing their probably the best stretches of basketball at their career at the same time, which is really helping them. So I was impressed with that stretch because you thought we talked about it three and one. Okay, that's good. You know, you'll slip, you'll probably lose one of those games, one of those matchups will just not be to your liking. You might lose it late in the fourth quarter, but they cleaned house, and that's what you want to do. Absolutely. Yeah. No complaints in, in that four game stretch. And again, a lot of grit shown, I think, you know, in that first game at Orlando, as you alluded to. And, you know, hey, our, our our guy, Joe, going to the bench a little bit, too, maybe out of necessity or whatever the case would be. But starting to see some stuff. Maybe we got to get Keita on the show, Gary. We'll, we'll talk about that offline. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, sure. we'll figure out what's going sure. on there. Um, but then they head out west. Right. And so Golden State. So let's uh, let's go ahead and just kind of get into not necessarily the the game specifics per se, but Tatum turns his ankle, you know, early in the game, so to speak, um, then misses the next game against Sacramento. Fast forwarding a little bit too, 
What's the status of, of JT here going into the LA stretch here uh, against the Clippers and Lakers? Okay, Warren, uh, you know, you, you've seen Tatum, you know Tatum. It, it would take a lot for him to miss these two LA games. <laughs> this is a guy who the spotlight is, is shining yeah. now. The, the Clipper games are Saturday afternoon, one of those funky afternoon games in LA because the, the LA Kings hockey team plays that night. So one of the re people ask why the Clippers are moving to their own arena. It's because they're the third tenant there. So you don't see the Lakers playing at Saturday afternoon at 1230. It's only the Clippers playing those afternoon games. So that's an interesting game. Um, the Clippers will be coming off a road trip to the Lakers. So if you're the Celtics, JT gets it. He rested against Sacramento. No practice Thursday. He's resting. So that's two full days. Probably get some shots up. And I think he'll probably be ready on Saturday because if you really think about it, he wasn't himself against the Warriors, but he did come back and play another 30 minutes. It yeah. wasn't as if he couldn't walk. I just think the team said, listen, we got to think long term, um, take a break because they saw that you meant, okay, you sit out Sacramento, that's a day off, get your, get your treatment. We get to LA. I'm sure, you know, Jason, Jason's a busy man. I'm sure he's probably filming a commercial right now or he's doing something. He's doing, he's taking advantage of his LA time, but he also getting his treatment. See what happens on Friday, Saturday afternoon, you'd be ready. And I think he'll be ready for that Christmas day game. I do not think that he's going to miss either of those two games. That's just my gut. I saw him last night on the bench at Sacramento. He was not, he didn't have a boot on. He was not walking with a considerable limp. He was walking like a guy who's maybe a little tweak, tweaked a little ankle there, but will you know look like just give me a day or two and I'll be okay. Yeah, well, he'll get three days, right? So you yeah. know, essentially off. And again, the LA sunshine, I'm sure will do some 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 wonders for 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 the guy there too. So let's just talk a little, just not so much just about the game here in Golden State because the Celtics lose 132 to 126 in overtime game they shoot over 53s a lot of things you know were interesting about that situation um but i guess my question to you here now is because a lot of well i say a lot but there's 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 an interesting mix of the celtics right like porzingis and holiday they weren't in the the battle against golden state in the finals and so forth and so forth but it is tatum brown and al like they they remember they still maybe have some of those scars if you will peyton Pritchard, i guess as well too right but i'm just going to ask this point blank do you feel like Steph Curry is in the Celtics yes, right now? Yes, and, yes. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Gary. You're ready. You're hype. <laughs> You're hype. But let, <laughs> let me get there. Let me get there. Yes. Only in the aspect because uh, we all like we've watched a lot of basketball in our time, and we also know there's a there is something about a mental edge that certain players can can instill. Now, the Warriors have not had the season that they've expected to have. They have to, they have some wins. Curry's played pretty good basketball consistently, but I don't recall seeing the night night against anybody else this season, Gary. I don't remember, I don't recall seeing it any other time. And he and I think even doing that, it gives the Celtics automatic flashbacks, you know, to when he was just murdering them a couple of seasons ago. I, I so I guess you've already answered the question, but let's let's expand on that. Why is Steph Curry in the Celtics head? Well, I mean, he's one of the greatest players of all time, and two. I think the Celtics just don't have, like, you know, they don't play the Warriors enough. And even though they played him in the finals, I don't think they play him enough to know how to guard him. And I'm not saying he's he's guardable where you could stop him, you know. 
but how to consistently make it harder on him. And then there's just times he just hits amazing shots. I mean, that damn clincher, I mean, he just he, – he fired that from his waist. He just flung it up there. And I'm like, there's no way because he's trying to beat the shot clock. Or he, I thought he was. He goes, whoop, whoosh. Like, the ball even hit rim. No, no hints of the rim. Right in. It just, it's, it's amazing. But to me, I thought the Celtics were cooked in the fourth quarter um, and when, when it got to, like, four and six. I think the Celtics know to beat the Warriors, you got to beat the Warriors. You can't let Steph – you can't have a two-possession game and it takes simply two shots for them to tie. Yep. And that's exactly what happened. And I think that people have been ripping Clay Thompson because of his slow start. But Thompson entered that game having hit 17 threes in the last in the previous three games. And he hit five more against the Celtics. Right? He looked like Clay of old and not old Clay. <laughs> and so Steph and Clay's combination, I just think, was just too much. And the Celtics do the drop. People rip the drop coverage. We can talk about that. Why do you play that? You know, why do you? Why is Stephen Clay getting space off these screens to get their shot off? Um, you know, and if anything, if anything, let them drive and get a two. Like you know, hey, okay, Steph, you got it, man. Because um, I ain't letting you hit no three. But I will let you get to the rim and get a two, and I and I'm gonna try not to foul you so you get a three point play. Right. At this at that point, that's kind of how you have to play it. Like you got to do the Ole defense on Steph because if you let him shoot threes, he's gonna knock you out. So you might as well sw- switch swap two for twos or two for threes and try to get an advantage there. At that point, I just think he just has them shook at this point, and I just and you know. He got into foul trouble. They made, they made the mistake, in my opinion, of trying to hunt him for that sixth foul. And we all know, Warren, it's going to take wow, for the Steph going. It's going to take Steph going Draymond on somebody to get that sixth foul. Yeah, yeah. like you know, it's going to take. It's not you know that ain't going to do it. It's going to take. It's going to take a Draymond special uh, to use of Nurkic for him to get that sixth foul. I thought that was a mistake there. Um, and I just thought that once it got to like six, you were like, Mm-mm. You, you, you know, you you got a queasy feeling because not only Steph, but Clay's going off and then the Celtics missed so many open shots, so many threes. So I, t- I felt like it was a, um, a frustrating game, 58 three-point attempts Warren, one short of the team record, 41 three-point misses. A team record. Um, they were trying to out warrior, as I wrote, out warrior the Warriors, and the Warriors ain't ready to give that up yet. Maybe on some nights you can catch them. It's like it's like fighting Ali in the mid seventies. No, there's you know you can catch them more than you could, and, and you can catch them more than you could when he was fighting Sonny Liston or Cleveland Williams or Ernie Terrell. But there's gonna be nights like he showed up to Thriller in Manila or against Foreman where. That old fox got still yeah. got game. That old and thing comes back. I hear you. Yeah, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, you're on the canvas, and Ali is. I told you, fool. And 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 
you were like, wait a minute, how did this dude just beat me? And that's exactly what happened. The old champ had one good haymaker and knocked out the Celtics, the up-and-comers, and now they got to get over that psychological thing. Now, we can, you know, do you think that they'll see the Celtics in the finals and the Warriors? Right. Probably not. You know, it just doesn't sound like they'll have enough, even with Steph. But you got to figure it out in case that happens, in case you do see them. Yeah, no, I think that's 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 a proposal. So you saw what I saw because, listen, I, I'm paying attention, man. I was like, you ain't night-night no other team all season long. And I, I think that type of stuff and is also, psychological. And then Jalen did the too small yeah. on one of those. Like, why would you, Jalen? Don't start. Don't get this thing <laughs> going. Don't because that dude's a killer. We all know he's good looking, handsome, the boy next door, good looks. And, and Steph is, I wouldn't hurt a fly in his clean image. He's a family man. Like, there's no other, there's not many athletes in, a, in, this, in the history of professional sports with a better image than Steph Curry. Like, we just, there's nothing, it, and it's all earned. It's yeah. nothing phony, fake. He, he's a guy who you would, he, he's an everyday man. He looks like the everyday man, even though he's six three. People think he's tiny because he looks tiny on TV. But you see him in person, like damn, Steph, you go he's six three, six six three and a half. Like you know, but he looks like the everyday man. He he, he barely has facial hair. He looks like and he's got the cute kids and the like all of that. And but that dude's a killer. Yeah, he's Kobe. He's got that Kobeism. Kobe, you know what I'm saying? Like. He, like and he 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 laughs in your face about it, and everybody will laugh with him. No one rips Curry for his trash talk. <laughs> Do you, if you ever, right. he, like if other athletes had to put the sleep, if LeBron did that all the time, right? You know what I'm saying? If there was a, a certain guys, if they did that, it'd be like, oh, you're rubbing it in. You're not, a, you know, you're. Steph does oh, isn't that cute? Oh, look at Steph. Oh, I'm going to do that. So you got seven-year-old kids in AAU doing that when they hit a little eight-foot jumper to win the game. I mean, you know? I mean, so for me, they got to get over that hump. And it might not ever – it might not come up this year, so it might not – who knows? You know, they play him again, obviously, in Boston in a couple of months, um, and we'll see how the Warriors go. And But, but to me, that was – you know, blown 17-point lead late third quarter, not, you know, playing with your food. I had another reporter, Warriors reporter, come and get you know, why are the Celtics messing around with this game like this? Yeah. Why, like he asked me three, four times, what are they doing? Why are they taking pull-up threes? Why are they Why are they playing this hero ball? Why are they trying to, why are they trying to go up 30? And try, like, just play your game, get to the free throw line, Make some plays, hold on to your lead, you know, as opposed to okay, I'm a, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a, I'll shoot Stephen Clay when Derek White and Al Horford have more combined three point attempts than Clay and Steph is a problem. No, no, no that's frightening. Twenty eight, twenty eight combined. I think, and I think Stephen Clay were twenty six. That's a when two of the greatest shooters of all time. We all can, we all know Clay's number one. Sorry, Steph number one. Clay's top five, right? Like, I don't think anyone, I don't think there's any argument. Now, he, he might be five. Some people might say he's two. Some people might say he's four. Top five, right? You throw Ray Allen, Reggie Miller in there, right? Um, and you would you you would think you cannot take more three-point attempts than two of the top five shooters of all time. 
Well, as we know by now, it's, it's, it's Joe's way. And I think it's sometimes I wonder at what point do the, do the players say, all right, well, you know what, let me, let me step in here too. But I mean, it's the conversation that we always have, you know, with the Celtics have good three point shooters, but they don't have elite three point shooters. And I think good shooters always feel like, well, the next one could probably go in because we're good. But I think, you know, there's a difference between all time greats and, you know, uh, the elite level that Curry and Clay are at. Let's transition because the Celtics do bounce back in the back to back against Sacramento. Um, and, you know, win fairly, fairly easily, 144 to 119, kind of going away, uh, score over 30 in, in each one of the quarters. Was it five guys scored 20 points? Great game for Peyton Pritchard off the bench. Derek White, now all-star talk coming coming into conversation for, for Derek White um, with no JT out there. Um, so just, you know, your thoughts on that, too. It's a very good, a very good Sacramento team um, yeah, responding yeah. in a way, you know, that they did against after, after that loss to Golden State. Yeah, I mean – you know what, Warren? Like, um, you give credit where credit is due, and I, and I said I get accused of being hard on this team because I think they're a championship caliber team, and they they try to chase the chip. And you know, I don't I don't uh, assess them like they're the Charlotte Hornets or you know Minnesota Timberwolves or Toronto Raptors. I assess them like the seventeen-time champions who's trying to chase title eighteen, who's got two of the top you know fifteen players in the league, and probably. Uh, four or five of the top 50, right? So I felt like the first quarter, the Kings just can't miss. I mean, they are just like Keegan Murray hits two threes. Trey Lyles hits two threes. De'Aaron Fox hits like like he – there was one play he like was 30 feet away from the basket. He had already used his dribble. He didn't know the pass. He just flicks a three. Boom. You're like – Okay, the Celtics are really about to get, I think it was 23 to 12 or 24 to 12. And I'm like, they're about to get blown out. Like coming off a back to back, an emotional loss, no Tatum, Warren, you're thinking to yourself, yeah, this is the night that they lose by 25 to 30. Like they just, they don't have it tonight. And Sacramento's rested. And I was driving into, into Sacramento from Oakland. And listen to the Sacramento radio station. They were really hype about the game. You know, they were like, you know, the, the Kings haven't played well against the Celtics, but this is the time. Celtics come off a back to back. The Kings are rested. They were, you know, hey, it's time for the Kings to, to bite back to to get a little payback on the Celtics and, and and take care of business. And I thought they're they're fried. Then they go on a 13-0 run, <laughs> cut it to 41 to 38 at the end of the first quarter. And you're like, okay, this is going to be a record breaking game. Like this is the 83 nuggets against the, uh, you know, I was thinking the 83 nuggets against nine, the 90 of Loyola Marymount. Like this is like, there's no defense, but the Celtics Celtics locked down on D contained Fox who had 17 in the first quarter, but 12, the rest of the game and just locked them down and then hit shot after shot. All those shots that didn't go in against the Warriors, Win. And and just so you know, Warren, this is I'll just say this. They shot 42 threes, and a lot of them were in the fourth quarter, kind of garbage time. And they they shot 16 fewer threes, Warren, than the Golden State game and scored 18 more points. Isn't that crazy? What happens when you attack the rim, you get to the line, you use Porzingis, you you, you get to the hoop. With, with White, with Brown, 
Isn't that amazing what happens, how many points you can score when you're constantly hammering down with twos and not always contested threes and pull-up threes, especially when you're off. So I'm not saying I made a point, but, you know, you can score 150 points and you don't need to take take 55 or 60 threes. So I thought it was a very impressive win. One of the more impressive wins, in my opinion, in the Missoula era, considering the circumstances, considering that they fell a little egg on their face after the Golden State game, considering no Tatum, your best player is out. Um, and they whooped the Kings. The Kings, I mean, Mike Brown used all seven of his timeouts in the first three quarters. I mean, he just didn't know what to do. Um, he was helpless after, you know, and I thought one of the more impressive wins in the, in the Missoula era. Uh, I mean, and then uh, Joe, hope you're listening. You know, G. Washburn out here giving you, <laughs> giving giving you props, man. So, so take it easy on my guy in the in the post game pressers. Celtics <laughs> oh, <laughs> now head over to LA, uh, or are you again? You're already in LA now to place the Clippers and 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 the Lakers on Christmas Day. Um, Clippers have have found a groove. Uh, they they you know I think they won eight in a row or nine in a row. Nine, nine in a row. And uh, uh, they have some have some health concerns you know paul george may i think well, well as we're recording playing their clippers are playing tonight so we'll see if he's even back you know for that game on saturday um, but either way they, they they found a groove and they and they found how they want to you know work their rotation Kawhi starting to really find his groove as well too you know getting multiple three-point games uh james harden rounding into form um tyloo just sitting back like you know told you give us time yeah. uh so this could be a very very challenging game obviously especially if pg plays you know, two wings will be able to defend Brown and Tatum and then go back at them on the offensive side as well, too. Um, Clippers have, have been a, a tough opponent just in general. Yeah. And your thoughts here going into that Clippers game before the big Christmas Day game on, you know, on um, Monday night. Yeah, important game, Warren. I mean, and as I reiterate, just one of those sat, funky Saturday afternoon games. So the Celtics have to be ready. I mean, you're talking about getting to the arena at 9 a.m. or 10 Nine thirty in the morning, just get your shots up, and 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 you know, and and a lot of these guys played these types of games in college. The the, the afternoon, the noon time, you know, ESPN tips or Fox Sports tips, right? So they're used to that, but they haven't played a lot at the NBA level. And I just think the Celtics have to come out with some passion, some fire. The good thing, if you're a Celtics fan, the Celtics travel well. This is LA, even though it's LA, there's a lot of Celtic fans out here, and the Clipper tickets are probably a little bit more expensive, uh, uh, affordable, yeah. and it's a Saturday afternoon as opposed to Christmas Day, so you should have a really healthy subject contingent on that Saturday afternoon to give them some support. And I just think if you just you got to play the right way, you can't get caught up in up and down and trying to go at at them and and, and tit for tat, play some strong defense, you know, test, make hard and defend, make you know Kawhi. That dude's a, a, just a machine right now. I don't know what you're going to do with him. You know, if you if you say to yourself, okay, we can let Kawhi go for 30. We just can't let Kawhi, Paul, and Hart and go for 30. That's the problem. Um, and, and, and try to eke out a win because they're playing good basketball right now. And they're winning on the road. They're winning at home. You know, uh, they're winning everywhere. And I said, Ty Lue, one of the more underrated coaches in the NBA, like you said, promised everybody, we'll be fine. Give us some time. Harden is playing like old Harden, where he's, you know, distributing the ball. He's scoring. He had that, I think, 19.4th quarter or 21.4th quarter against Indiana, where they, 
they dropped 150 points on the, on the Pacers, I want to say, 140-something on the Pacers, um, you know, who have also taken a little tail, yeah. uh, tailspin after, after yeah, the NCAA. Tournament. Yeah, just like the Lakers have. So we'll see if that's something that the teams uh, notice. But, um, you know, quality team, and you have to take this – you're not going to look past the Clippers at all, but you can't look too for, much forward to that Christmas Day game. Get your work done first against the Clippers. Take then you got the whole Saturday evening off, likely Sunday off, maybe a little bit workout Sunday, and then you get ready for that uh, Christmas Day afternoon game against the, the Lakers. Yeah, I think you know in the Clippers game, you know, assuming again, assuming Tatum will be there, uh, just looking as you alluded to, to to play a good complete game. The chips may fall wherever they may fall because it's a quality basketball team that's hot right now. Uh, but you just don't want to have the like those mental lapses and and feel like okay, you gave it away. Uh, the Clippers are a team that can beat you, especially at home and especially with what they're playing right now. Um, but like I said, you don't want to look too far ahead. But as we do get into Christmas, on um, the Lakers, as you just alluded to, have been struggling a little bit since in season tournament win, hung their banner, et cetera, et cetera. But they are more or less healthy now. Um, you know, I haven't seen the latest news since we got on here. I know Gabe Vincent came back. Uh, Anthony Davis tweaked his ankle in the game against Chicago, but I think it's, it's, it's more or less came back in that game. Should be there. LeBron is resting tonight against, I think, the T-Wolves. Uh, so I think they're all prepping up, you know, for Christmas Day, you know, and, and Boston coming into where there was two highly contentious games last year, you know, against the Celtics, you know, both home and away for, for them. Um, so what is – how special is it now for, for this team, with, especially with championship as, aspirations against a team that has championship aspirations on the other side too, you know, in the Lakers? Um, what are you looking to see from that game? Not – again, we've, we talk about this all the time, not necessarily messages being sent, but just the pitting of talent. Right, just like, hey, how good are you at this point in the season? How good am I at this point in the season? And seeing how things were, where the chips lay may lie there on Christmas Day. Yeah, I think you just got to execute. You know, like you can't get caught up in, oh my God, that's LeBron, and you know those guys play well at home. You know, we saw last year in LA, they the, the Celtics led by twenty-two, and the set Lakers caught them, passed them, and the Celtics had to rally to force overtime and won in overtime. So you don't want it to get to that point. Take care of business. The Lakers are not a juggernaut to me. They're a flawed team. You got AD and you got LeBron, right? I saw AD go for 40 and 20 in that uh, championship game in the in-season tournament. He's a beast when he, when he when he's locked in. And LeBron, I mean, what more can you say that hasn't ever been said, not been said about him? He's approaching his 39th birthday, and he's still the best, one of the top five players in the league. Um so those guys will be you, – you, that's fine. Let them get theirs. You can't let Cam Reddish hit five threes. You can't let Torian Prince and Rui Achimura. And you can't let Austin Reeves get in on you, too, with 22 points off the bench. Like, they've, they've got to worry about the other guys on the Lakers. That's what I think. You, you can't let those guys get off and as well as AD, as well as LeBron. Then suddenly, you know, you're in a high-scoring game – um, and, and the Lakers are a good defensive team too, so they're going to put some try to put some clamps on Jalen. I mean, they're they're winning ugly, and they don't have a lot of scores. But you can't let those guys get into the get, get a rhythm early, and suddenly you know Hachimura comes off the bench with 18, and then Reeves is going to the hoop and scoring 10 straight points because Reeves is the score. You know, the same with Cam Reddish, who's kind of found found something in LA after going to four or five teams and kind of being considered a bust. Uh, and we don't know what to expect from Gabe Vincent, but we did see Gabe Vincent last year against the Celtics with the Heat, 
and Gabe Benson likes playing against Boston. That's yeah, you know. <laughs> he likes talking about Boston as well. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. He 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 called he called him out, and he he definitely likes playing against him. So, to me, you got to be steady, Eddie, in terms of just having a good defensive philosophy. You're going to give some stuff up to AD. You're going to give some stuff up to LeBron. But to me, it's the other guys, the D'Angelo Russells, that you cannot let go and have them have 25, 30 off the bench. And then LeBron joins in because LeBron will maybe, you know, chill and all of a sudden he'll score 15 in the fourth and he'll hit five threes. So a lot of ex potential explosive players. But I think if you're the Laker, if you're the Celtics, you have the talent to win this game handily. Last thing before we go, just even on this game here, Gary, uh, how do you think the Lakers will defend Porzingis? Uh, will AD take that assignment, or will they put a guy like Vanderbilt on that too so AD can, can, can control the paint? But as we've alluded to many times, the Celtics like to shoot the perimeter shot and the three specifically. So, you know, will they drive and even attack if AD's out there? or Because can Porzingis even be utilized to draw AD out if they're just going to shoot threes anyway? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, if you're the Lakers – you know, you could put it like you put in a Vanderbilt or have a more smaller, more physical guy play Porzingis. You want to get if you're something want to get AD away from the basket to where now he's just not, you know, patrolling things and saying no, don't come in here and, and putting his hands on everything. So that's going to be a tricky uh, situation. How much you attack the rim, um, and then once he gets a, a block or two, do you stop? I thought the one of the, the worst things that Celtics did against Golden State was. They stopped attacking the rim because Trace Jackson Davis had three blocks. You know, it's like, okay, challenge him again. I'm not talking about just put the ball in his face and, you know, let him swat it away, but challenge him. Like, don't make him, don't make him, don't have him shake you like that. Um, and then ADs, he's a real defender, a right. real big time defender. I mean, like, you know, all NBA. So they're going to have to figure out how to score, especially if the threes aren't falling. If the threes are falling, they spread the floor and they got the five shooters and everybody's knocking them down. They're tough to beat. But if it gets into the grind where those things aren't going down, you're going to have to challenge. And the Lakers have a lot of wing defenders. We, I didn't even mention, like you said, mention Jared Vanderbilt and Torian Prince and Cam Reddish. Either of those three guys can guard Tatum and Brown. Now, you know, could they still get cooked? Of course they could. But those are wing, tough wing defenders. You know, um, you got – uh, Hayes, you know, the, the backup center. So you could give him some minutes along with AD, be super big, mm. but let AD play the four and then let uh, Hayes guard Porzingis. So it's a lot of uh, mixing and matching. Um, I think do think Porzingis is an X factor here. We have not seen him in this matchup against the Lakers, so it will be interesting to see how he fares and how they fare using what they do with him to try to get him easy, easy buckets and his teammates easy buckets. Well said, G Money. Well said. So well, that'll wrap it here for Believe in Celtics here. Uh, exciting times as, as the Boston Celtics are on their West Coast trip. You know, two big games coming up here against the L.A. teams, and we'll see how things fare for them. Um, and that'll do it, as I alluded to. Happy holidays to you and yours here from Believe in Celtics. Make sure you follow my guy, G. Washburn Globe, on X. Follow me at Shaw Sports NBA. Again, wish you all a Merry Christmas. Go Celtics, man. We'll see you. See you next week. Peace out.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.